0: Welcome to the College Baseball Nation podcast. I'm your host, John Peters, joined by Kyle McKelvey. Today on the podcast, we're recapping all the regional action and looking ahead to the supers. Let's talk college baseball. Kyle, we made it through the most hectic, fun, amazing weekend in college baseball. I think a regional weekend is one of the best times of year
1: for college baseball. Absolutely. It was so much fun watching Squeeze play and staying up late. The so one AM watching all the games and everything with everyone like I can't imagine having to be on TV doing all of that with squeeze play and stuff. But like just sitting at the comfort of my own home, uh, drinking some Topo Chicos, not sponsored, and <laughs> watching all the games, it, it was great. I feel like I'm personally friends
0: with Mike Rooney, Chris Button, Matchstick, and Chris Burke Right, that's that's the gang. Yeah, Matchstick. Yeah, yeah. They before, call this before... out. Right? Yeah, they they did reference some of our stuff. Uh I was able to inform uh Chris Burke what the the pine trees were or the eucalyptus <laughs> were in the Stanford regional, aka they were just some live oaks. But um yeah. I, I feel like they were in my living room for like the, the those four people have spent more time in my living room than many of my friends have. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, for like <laughs>
1: the entire day they were just like blasting and like my, my kid was like my daughter was looking up at the TV the whole time, just listening to them talk. So, yeah, she's going to she's gonna know their voice more than she is mine.
0: Yeah, it was definitely college baseball 101 for my kiddo. too. We had a huge dose of college baseball while we were hanging out. Let's dive right into it. Our top story is who's hosting Supers? So we're going to dive into a little bit uncovering some of the, the action from regional matchups. But I think the top stories have to be One, the fact that TCU is hosting a Super Regional when the team they are playing, Indiana State, is seated higher than them. And two, Southern Miss is hosting a Super Regional against Tennessee. Those two teams were equally seated. Where do you want to start with? Which one of these do you want to start with, Kyle?
1: Uh, I think the TCU one is more uh, clear cut so we can get more discussion on the Southern Miss-Tennessee one. So, yeah, the uh, TCU-Indiana State one uh, makes a lot of sense to me. Because Indiana State is coming off of hosting the Missouri Valley Conference tournament in Terre Haute, and this regional that just happened, and then they also at the same time they had a previous engagement. Uh, they have the uh, Special Olympics that's happening in Terre Haute at the same time. Apparently, they always host it, and they actually didn't even bid to host the supers. The NCAA was like fine with them hosting the regional and not the supers if they won, and if this worked out, and it it's great. It, I think it. I think it's fine. This this whole thing is. It's really lucky for TCU like I mean obviously they they went 3-0 in their own regional so that that uh that makes sense but they uh lucked out and ha- I got paired with a, a really nice one and got the host a regional super regional
0: yeah I you know I get it hosting your state's special olympics it's like a big thing I was part of the state of Texas's special olympics and it's like a I get, they were talking about how they just wouldn't have personnel for the yeah. regional and i get it. it's a lot it's like a huge event with lots of people thousands think, of people yeah. so like I, I get it i guess the, like the bigger question i have for indiana state is like are you ever going to be able to host a super regional yeah which is like <laughs> that actually is like i don't know like you know how relevant is that really as a recruiting pitch but like if you're getting recruited by like evansville and indiana state and indiana you know you're getting recruited by these midwest schools you're up there and like one of those options you could literally never host a super like right uh, <laughs> that 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 seems like a, a kind of a ding on a program that's made incidentally tournament went three of the last four years uh now as obviously now won a regional and going to the supers it feels like this has to be the last time this happens if you're indiana state like they, they need to figure out a plan for for the next time they might host a super
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm assuming the Missouri Valley Conference tournament rotates and it was just like a really bad timing. Like I feel like all of their part of the reason that they said in their uh, Twitter post was that they don't really have the staff because they've been so kind of overworked the last few weeks. It was it was like a combination of a lot of things happening in a row. And maybe they could they could swing it if in a future year where they're not like this happens, but they're not also not hosting the conference tournament. I don't know. This feels like where, like, a frat should help out. Like, I don't know, just get, like, (laughs) a couple of, like,
0: clubs at the school and staff it. Like, I know uh, Stanford had a huge group of undergrads and recently graduated people that were, like, sports uh, game day operations people. And they could just bring in, like, 50 people if they need, like, they did for, like, football games, for instance. And those people would, like, run bags of ice and, like, do all sorts of miscellaneous tasks. Like, I feel like students could have, well... I don't, maybe they can put that plan together in the matter of like three days or whatever, but like, yeah, there's gotta be Her like plan. a contingency plan. If like, if they host yeah. a regional, if they're in the for hosting a regional, I really hope Indiana state figures out a plan that they can possibly host a super regional because whatever your opinions are on whether or not they should have hosted a regional, they did and they won it. They swept their own uh, regional. So good for you, Indiana state. Let's talk a little bit about Southern miss. Tennessee this one's as far from cut and dry as, as you could possibly get I think so how do we get here Southern Miss had to win the Auburn regional Tennessee won the Clemson regional and what we got was a two seed versus a two seed matchup and the NCAA has rules for how you know if a one seed a two one seeds advance you take the higher seed or if any one seed advances against a non one seed it goes to the one seed but whenever teams are equally seeded it's just a bidding process and man, what I would do to get my hands on these bids because I am fascinated. Yeah. Why, why do we end up with a Hattiesburg Super Regional, not a Knoxville Super Regional?
1: Yeah, it's we we were speculating a lot with like I mean the whole internet I feel like was speculating when AM was at 2 0 in their regional and Texas was 2 0 in their regional and everyone was like, Oh my god, we could get it the same seed AM in Texas. Like what, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna host? And it, there was a lot of going a lot of that going on in the internet. Did you um, see? No I don't.
0: One, I I never actually saw like the, a photo of it, but apparently the printed version of the student newspaper uh, at Texas A and M was fake. I saw that. It was fake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a bummer because it was a great it was a great <laughs> like Aggieism. Was it like A and M baseball prevents Texas from hosting a super regional? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, that is pretty great. I mean, it it is it's pretty funny to think that like I don't know Longhorn fans are also saying that A and M lost to Penn State in the basketball tournament to avoid playing Texas in the second round. Uh which is really funny. It's just it's just, you know, good good old fashioned ribbing. I like it. But we've gotten off track. So it's a similar situation. I feel like that people weren't discussing the possibility of like Southern Miss and Tennessee because they were both uh possibly going to win their super both that win their regionals and like who would host in that situation. Um and when it comes down to it, I we're not really sure the exact specifications, but we have educated guesses. Uh, the both stadiums hold about the same amount, but then if you account in like standing room only, that's where Southern Miss has a slight edge. Like they can guarantee a little bit more upfront money to the NCAA, which seems like it's the biggest thing that that uh, the NCAA cares about for uh, determining this situation. Um, and, but like both teams are also like pretty similar resume wise, RPI is pretty close, but Southern Miss has a conference tournament championship where, ten, whereas Tennessee went 0 and 1 in their tournament. So it it feels like the resume, if it's a resume th- thing, then it'll go to Southern Miss, but like, no one's really sure of the rules. So we can't ever really say for sure. It's also like, I, I did some research. It hasn't really happened that often where two non one seeds that are the same seed, one connecting supers or connecting regionals basically the situation yeah it's happened I, I like ten. makes sense. yeah it's happened like 10 times in the 23 or so season like tournaments that i've been able to track since 1999 which is, that's when the supers uh,
0: came about right
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so that's when the super so, happened
0: yeah, yeah, yeah i think it's it's, it's it's a little bit mysterious for sure i, I think it's interesting. Um, my guess is it has to do with money, because I, I think their resumes are very similar to saying I think Tennessee's RPI was like one or two spots higher coming into the tournament. I think there's a little bit more separation after the regionals, but I don't know if the committee continues looking at RPI as the tournament goes on. They never actually yeah. they don't have like, to my knowledge, any stop date on RPI. So who knows what they actually do? But mm-hmm. um, RPI was comparable uh, I, I think the biggest difference is what do you care more about Tennessee winning what 16 SEC games or Southern Miss winning 20 whatever Sunbelt games and getting uh, winning a tournament title, a tournament title does feel nice a tournament title on top five conference. That that feels like it means something, but my guess at the end of the day, the resumes are pretty similar, and Southern Miss was able to guarantee higher attendance, higher ticket sales, and the NCAA was like, "We want money," so and we have that's, we can we can say that like there's enough debate about these teams being close enough that we can just choose the one that gives us more money.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess that's it. Uh, it's it's just it's a strange debate. Uh, I I think both fans would have had the opportunity, like the right to feel a little bit jaded like feel mad that not being picked and it would have been way more toxic if a and had won their regional and and like not been picked because of the rpis the live rpis would have been really close or maybe a right on top if a had won but the selection day rpi texas is higher texas has a conference championship or a regular season conference title so it, it would have been it would have been a, an amazing debate. And I'm, I'm really bummed that we didn't get to see that, see that like the Internet melt down for a little bit. Feels like feels a little bit like less melting down today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely some angry Tennessee fans. And I, I totally get that. I think what this yeah. question that, that comes out of this is, should teams be seated one through 64? Like the NCAA men's basketball tournament has some sort of seating line where you kind of know who's who's what. And I think one thing that always leads to a lot of debate in the college of baseball world and a lot of confusion in the college of baseball world first off every single time we release a projected field of 64 people say why would the number one seed get the toughest regional and it's there is right. some aspect of competitive balance but like that literally the the guidance the rules of the committees have to follow say like geography is the like, main consideration like geography and compet- then competitive balance or what this, the selection committee is doing when they're building regionals and so if you have four North Carolina schools that are all pretty good. And you can kind of say it one's a two, three, four seed, then you're going to put them all in the wake forest regional or or whatever, whatever exactly it turns out to be. However, do you think that we're kind of past that point? Like this used to be like a, all the regionals, like the hosts should be about a couple hundred miles away. So basically everyone can bust there, but that feels kind Um, of archaic to me. Like, I don't know, college baseball has moved past where we were in the nineties. Right.
1: Yeah. And so Obviously, the word is regional, so maybe we could change the word to it's I don't know a little you know, bit different. You don't have than, to
0: look at basketball, like basketball, they have their four regions, right? And like
1: that's true, like that's they like don't four, make... but they also have predetermined host sites. Like, if you win this, you're still going to this no matter what, like you're still going to Kansas no matter, or Kansas City no matter what or something, yeah. But like,
0: um, I feel like, except for like the number one seeds in the NCAA tournament, it's like the other ones like there's like no consideration really for like which yeah. region they get sent. it's just like it's like the region is just totally n- made up it's just like a that's like true. only the host sites are within that region but it doesn't matter where the
1: schools are yeah that's true it so this whole thing stems from like the 50s and 60s back when there was a different format to the tournament because baseball's format has changed for the postseason so many times over the last 50 or 60 years but previously there was like 8 set regions and team only teams from those regions could send like one representative to Omaha and so there was like a small little tournament to send a representative to Omaha from these 8 defined regions. Imagine only being able to send one team to Omaha in like a 6 team tournament from the southeast. And it was like all of these states like, like Louisiana Mississippi, Alabama, Florida sending one or, like, five teams to one area and then only getting one to Omaha that would be chaotic now. And yeah, I think it's
0: postseason has evolved so much since then, you're totally right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, basically, more eyeballs in the sport has been able to like, has been uh, I don't know, made people so that like they can watch more games basically and have the committee be more knowledgeable about teams. And uh, flights are easier to get to, you don't have to bus everyone so much. And it, it does feel like the tournament has evolved to a, a, a place where we don't have to we we could seed everyone or at least keep this format and then like have the committee break down all of the case, like possibilities into regions like if this two and this two win the region then this team will host like say that before yeah, the tournament bare minimum. Happens so that we know I yeah. think
0: at a bare minimum we need that because we we used to have it where we didn't know the super regional matchups before and like th- th- there's it's been so many different levels of how the NCAA tournament has functioned for college baseball that it just feels like every time there's a change it's like there's some uh, some further kind of unknown oddities that come out of it but I feel like at the bare minimum it would be useful to say hey yeah the number one regional number sixteen regional are matched up and we think the number one regional has the better two seed so if you know if they win the regional then and there's a two seed wins the regional and the 16 regional, then we like, we know where, like, where that's going so that there's no yeah. like weird bidding process that happens in the middle of a tournament.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, so I think the bids are predetermined before the tournament. I think that's they're true. locked in then. So they don't like rebid um, or yes, else there'll be some money thrown out.
0: <laughs> my understanding why that Indiana state could not host at a neutral site was that they didn't allow them to host the first round on campus and then submit a new bid for the Super Regionals.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah, sense. That's,
0: that's why Indiana State was not given an opportunity to say, hey, we'll go play at, I don't know, you know, University of Indiana, whatever. Yeah, let's, we'll go to a <laughs> minor league team because um, like, the, they don't submit a new bid. Their bid originally said, we can't host a Super, basically.
1: That checks out. Okay. I, I, I think, think this though- also is a step towards 32 hosts and then like go from there that kind of thing yeah
0: i think it's, uh i'm not yeah 32 hosts is interesting i think there's some powerful people who don't want that including sec commissioner who has no interest in that because that gets what? fewer 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 butts in seats in sec teams cuz he his conference just hosted half of the regional so they just got a bunch of neutral site sa- ticket sales so hmm. um interesting yeah. the SEC, ACC don't want 32 host sites because they get enough host as it is.
1: Um, That makes sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, But um, I think what I want out of this is I want teams seeded one through 64. And I think that one, two, and three seeds, if we're sticking with the same regional format, I want one, two, and three seeds uh, allocated, at at least the one, two, and three seeds allocated based off of those preconceived rankings. And then maybe for four seeds, you send them more regionally because, like, what my vision is, like, maybe the like auto bid from like the like Northeast Conference doesn't have as big a budget, so like, yeah, let's try to send them to like Virginia or something like that, and not send them to Stanford. So I I think maybe there's some room for compromise where we should drop some of this regionality component because teams are no longer in the poverty days of college baseball. Like we're we're starting to spend some money on college baseball. There's a lot of misconceptions about how the bracket works let's make it like yeah if you're a number one overall seed you probably should have an easier path to the to the final instead of oh this stinks for you you have to play a really good two seed just because they're 20 miles away from you
1: big 10 chant Maryland because they're close yeah <laughs> for example
0: all right let's move on to the pick <laughs> recap now that you've set us up there so we've picked 10 of the regionals from uh last weekend let's run through those kind of quickly and then touch on some highlights from some of the other regionals so i'm going to run through mine so florida uh nope that was two weeks ago so i had the Terre haute regional i picked the field indiana state did a really good job winning that regional uh some eighth inning heroics in a couple games for indiana state allowed them to win their own regional i will put up a pretty good show um i don't know I, i I I don't want to sell Indiana State short. North Carolina was out there without their best player. I think Iowa has had some odd losses throughout the year. Good for Indiana State. They won their regional. I was wrong about them. I'll I'll say that. I should eat some crow for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also had Auburn winning the Auburn regional. Uh, They did uh, as far away from that as one possibly could, (laughs) going 0-2. And I want to say it was the first four games of that regional, the higher-seeded the, the worst team won effectively in the sense that the, mm-hmm. the lower seeded team won lower and higher is always hard when it comes to seeding, yep. but the four beat the one, the three beat the two, the two beat the one, the four beat the three were the first four oh, games of that, of that regional before Reverse finally. Shock. Yeah. anti chalk Yeah. It was Sharpie on a whiteboard. That's what it was. Uh, but uh, uh, ultimately Penn was uh, uh, eliminated from that one. And, A heroic effort but um southern miss advanced from the auburn regional uh so i also picked that one incorrectly i got three of them right i had stanford winning the stanford regional that was by the chin the hair on my chinny chin chin uh fun fact about stanford stanford has won eight of their last nine elimination games in the NCAA tournament dating back to last season they were eight and one nope sorry they were five and one uh, in in elimination games last year Uh, obviously that one was what Kicked them out of the tournament in Omaha, but they won three elimination games in the regional, two in their super, uh, and then so far this year they are three and zero again, winning three elimination games in their own regional. Yeah, Stanford, I swear, I got I, Stanford is a totally different team once they lose a game. Tuscaloosa, I got that one right. Bama did win that regional, uh, looked pretty good doing it. They had some rain issues there, but if we weren't for the rain, I think it, like, some of these games would have been over and. Just two hours basically. Still right. water, I picked the field and the fields did in fact win. Is Matt holiday on the hot seat? I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say Matt Holiday. Say no. at Oklahoma. I-, I think he's on the hot seat. Uh you can't keep losing regionals. I, I- Oklahoma State just spent a billion dollars building basically a minor league ballpark. It's like a beautiful, beautiful yeah. stadium. <laughs> like I think a lot of coaches can win regionals in that stadium. And I don't know. I don't think he's on like, you know, he's not going to get fired this off season. I think he would have already been fired. I don't think he deserves it, but I think like one more regional loss. I, I would be checking Twitter for sure on that. Josh holiday, Josh holiday. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I got the, the right holiday, the wrong first name.
1: Matt holiday also plays baseball. So that's why I was like, that sounds right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kyle, tell me how your five regionals went.
1: Uh, I went two and three in our like field versus the host. Um, so I got I got Conway. I I picked the field in that one. That one, I, if I could have picked Duke, like saying like specifically who I want to win there and got extra points. I I was I like you know in my own pick 'em. I picked Duke to win. I thought that Duke's pitch, pitching just set up too well for uh, regional setup to, for them to not win, and that's what they did. The other one I got right was the Lexington regional. I don't think it was specifically related to. The like host shenanigan thing, where like the I don't know the players seem to be okay with getting bumming out in dorms and yeah, players out, so. spend
0: all year in a dorm. They can spend one more weekend in a dorm,
1: <laughs> right? I I didn't see Tennessee coming out of the losers bracket. I, I mean, they won their first game against Ball State, and then they lost to Indiana and had to beat Indiana twice. And that third game was really tight towards the end. But um uh, yeah, it was, credit to Kentucky for for winning that one the three i got wrong man i was i was really sold on clemson winning that regional i thought that they had it uh they were too hot and i guess you you also told like last week on the podcast you went yeah clemson zero and two incoming and they went one and two so it was pretty close but that i think that second game that tennessee clemson game was the best game of, of the weekend one it of was... the best
0: games like mike rooney said one of the best college baseball games I've ever seen i, I totally agree wow. that was it was like a 14 inning game, yeah. moving. It was uh, <laughs> uh, just uh, a ballet on a baseball diamond. It was incredible.
1: I didn't realize that Clemson had a, a small hill in the outfield. That's crazy. Yeah. They, I, don't,
0: I, they don't have a warning track. They have a warning hill.
1: Oh, God. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. I, I can imagine just falling and eating it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say Clemson uh, and another- the rest
0: of them mean because their stats on the year weren't super compelling So like the postseason predictor model that. We built didn't like they only had Clemson at like a 50% chance and Tennessee of like a 45% chance of winning Like the the stats for sure favored Tennessee. Um okay. Like, uh, but Clemson also came in one a 17 game winning streak or whatever, one yeah. 19 whatever. But like I'm gonna say there's a little bit of regressing towards the mean after one of the most soul crushing defeats possible. So you know it's forgivable that, that happens. That's
1: true. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, So the three I got wrong. Oh, the other two I got wrong. I I picked the field in Columbia. So South Carolina, I thought I didn't see that like this South Carolina team coming back from basically limping into the tournament, hosting a regional and then like winning it. I just thought casual.
0: Yeah, (laughs) great. It was no big deal. It it was like two
1: blowouts, two blowouts. And like there was a little bit of a comeback from NC State in that second game. But they had it in control the whole time, and it, that was actually a fun game too. That South Carolina NC State game, uh, a little regional rivalry. I kind of like those. Um, the other one, Miami, Miami. I, I, I kind of the other way. Texas won that regional. I didn't see Texas coming in, and like after going zero and two in the Big Twelve tournament, it's I. I didn't know which Texas team we were going to get in the postseason because Texas swept West Virginia. At yeah, home we got that team. We got that one. <laughs> like, we, got one that we got that one. I guess that's yeah. the one. <laughs> And Texas, always turns it on for the postseason. So that that was a it was a really good series, uh, basically series when They went three uh, and zero. LeBaron Johnson went a complete game, one earned run in that game two against Miami. That was that was a really well pitched game, and Texas LBGA, just got the good pitching and just enough offense.
0: Yeah, that was very very impressive by Texas, uh, yeah. but continues the Gino Damari curse. Unfortunately, of continuing yes, to so. lose home regionals at Miami. Yep. Speaking of hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's on it. He's for sure on it.
1: I guess so. Another fun stat though that from your series, I think I, I heard this weekend that this is Stanford's fourth consecutive year of coming out of the losers bracket. And yeah. all four of those were at their own like at their own house. So they, they've hosted six consecutive region regionals.
0: Yeah, Stanford does not does not win. 1-0 <laughs> 1 0 no, games. That's Why but not? They, but they don't lose 1 1 or 2 1 games.
1: <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. You can make it's this never... easier for you.
0: <laughs> and it's weird. I feel like. In recent years, they've also have been more offense heavy than pitching heavy. And it feels like if you're going to come mm-hmm. through a loser's bracket, you have to have pitching, right? Like that's like one of these adages and Stanford breaks every rule. It's like they always come in with like one really good pitcher, a bunch of like miscellaneous bullpen guys that maybe can have a good outing or maybe don't. And like a lot of offense and they come out of loser's brackets, except for one thing that has been very clear, I think in the last few years, that does not work in Omaha because the park is too big yeah. in Omaha. And it's true. Stanford, Sunken Diamond, tends to play pretty big at night. But during the day in the summer, it actually, I would say, play, plays more like some of the ballparks in the south. It gets pretty warm there. Wind does blow out there. So I think that Stanford, when it's not dewy, actually plays like a pretty small park. And so maybe that offense works in some of those early elimination games.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I like that logic.
0: <laughs> All right. We have missed a couple of these regionals because we only had time for 10. Uh, Wake Forest won a bajillion to zero in the regional, <laughs> like legitimately like embarrassed Maryland. Like I think Mar, like they was like they scored twenty something. Or- like it was absurd how bad Maryland looked against Wake Forest. Uh Brett Ladder gave up three runs in his start though, so I mean that's one of his worst starts of the year. But he still went like seven innings or something. So like that's still one of your worst a, starts of the year. Still a nice start. Yeah, I'm a little surprised he didn't end up as a Golden Spikes finalist, like the best pitcher and the best team um yeah but, it's true because we did just get those with uh Cags, uh um uh, dylan cruz and paul, paul schemes which pat myself on the back right there uh dark horse golden spikes winner i said before the season started was jack caglione back when he wow. was just a, a freshman who had hit a couple home runs and now uh, <laughs> not thrown yeah i i feel pretty pretty proud about that one uh but <laughs> Uh, we also had Virginia beating East Carolina. East Carolina has now extended their consecutive streak of not making to Omaha to 374. It feels like <laughs> just oh. <you> no, know, just <laughs> it just feels like East Carolina. Has, what, are they up to 32 regionals without making it to Omaha? Yeah, geez. <laughs> yeah, the number might be a few off, but it's something like that. Um, we had uh, also neither of us. We didn't talk about Arkansas. We talked about TCU earlier. But TCU uh, blew the lights off, blew the doors off of Arkansas in the 1-0 game in Fayetteville. Uh, Trey Richardson had two grand slams, a home run, five for six, 11 RBI, tied a NCAA regional record. Um, yeah, that's a that. That'll play.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Hagen <laughs> uh, Smith that was, that did not was crazy. get out of the
0: first inning, right? I think I think he recorded one out, maybe something like that. Hagen Smith struggled mightily against TCU.
1: Yeah, the first two innings, Trey Richardson had two grand slams. <laughs> Eight RBIs is really good in a two-get two-day spirit like span, but he had them in the first two innings. That's uh, and
0: oh, and to add on to this, he had two home runs all year and then three in one game. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, baseball's <laughs> that'll, weird. No work. Baseball's yeah. weird. <laughs> I think I mean, you know, maybe it's random, but like some people like hit a different gear in the postseason. And I feel like that happens with teams too. Uh, I think normally Arkansas is one of those teams, right? They make a lot of call yeah. World Series, but uh, I, when you were talking about Texas, I always think about Texas as one of those teams. Like it seems like yeah. Texas plays their best baseball in the postseason, and it's like it's been true for the last several decades. It's not like right. uh, it's just it's not one coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not one coach, and I mean it just gets you to thinking like, what's behind that? Like maybe it's talent. Like Texas is always gonna have talent, and like like someone said it over the weekend i've heard that so many baseball takes but i really like this one was basically like as long as you're talented like you're always in a game like like, yes like (laughs) talent doesn't always win but like if you're talented and you make the postseason like you're going to have a chance of winning like winning the college world series like basically what we saw for instance with like almost last year like almost had talent they didn't really put it together for most of the year but they had talent and the talent finally put it all together at the same time and they won a national championship and i feel like texas no matter who the head coach has been has always had talent so if they haven't been able to figure out you know the roles exactly throughout the year texas is always going to have a shot because they're they're always going to have guys that throw 95 plus they're always going to have at least someone who's hitting 15 plus home runs things like that like they're they're always going to have some talent
1: another Fun fact: Switching it back to the TCU uh, Arkansas series. Apparently, this is the first two wins in Fayetteville for TCU since like mid eighties. Yes, that's... Southwest
0: Conference days.
1: Yeah, and they weren't very good between now and then. But like that's that's crazy. I guess like they're really good, obviously in the like with with uh, But like I don't know, TCU's athletic department seemed to take a bit of a nosedive like between the eighties and the mid two thousands when they went to the Missouri Valley. Man, that blowing their doors off like that is is, is just uh, nuts.
0: Yeah, I wonder, has any team benefited more from conference realignment than TCU? This feels like their whole athletic department has. I I think shot that's up. that's the
1: answer. Yeah, I can't think of any others right now. But yeah, they, I think they've been in three, three or four different conferences since the Southwest Conference broke up in the mid '90s. Yeah, I can't think of what they are, but yeah, that's wild.
0: Hey, hey, why don't you take a take a break and I'll take a break, too. We all all can (laughs) take a break. You can think on that. We'll take a break and we'll be right back with Pick a Side. We are back. We have two more segments for you before we wrap up this episode. First up is Pick a Side and then we're going to do some super regional picks. But before we get there, if you haven't, maybe leave us a review on whatever podcasting app you're listening to. It helps us get the word out. Kyle, we have just one take that we have to do for pick a side we haven't done pick a side in a little while so i want to remind you when it comes to pick a side you can't pick the same side as each other and so I'm gonna let you go first because I'm pretty sure I know <laughs> what you're what side you're gonna take on this one so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the tougher side I think on this Good luck. <laughs> so Cam Canarella one of the most sensational freshmen in college baseball can do it all center fielder for Clemson hits home runs left and right drove in half of Clemson's run over the weekend, was ejected in the Clemson-Tennessee game in extra innings. What seemed to happen was, first off, both teams had been warned, and then there was some jawing as Canarella came off the field, crossed over the first baseline, heading to the Clemson dugout, turned around, said something more. There was an immediate ejection. The umpires came together and then ejected him. Because of NCAA rules, he was suspended from the next game in which Clemson was eliminated by Charlotte. Pick a side. Should Canarella have been ejected from the Tennessee game?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> just just no. I, I don't think, I think umps are injecting themselves in the games too much. I know that's like, a, I don't know. Maybe it's an easy side to take, like you were saying, but I, I just it it feels like like I know that they were warned, but it just feels like like there's there's been there was chatter between like across both sides the entire night. And it just seems like it's a super easy thing to just let them keep talking. Maybe he said something that he shouldn't have said. Maybe he said a slur. We, we don't know what was said, but still like like it, it just it feels like let them let them talk. Let them have it out. And uh, it, it feels it feels weak on that ump just to to single handedly take out one player from two games or well the end of one game and then a whole other game. I don't like it. Yeah, I think so. I have to say
0: yes, he should have been ejected because that's how this <laughs> segment works. And so here's what I'm going to say in defense of the umps, which being an ump apologist is not a hobby of mine. It's not but a place I'll do, to be. <laughs> I'll I'll do I'll do my best. Here's what happened. Both benches were warned. When both benches are warned, that's like a that's not like a, hey, just checking in, guys. Please don't do this. That's like an official thing, right? Like when benches get Mm -hmm. warned by like rule, the next thing that happens for the next offense is ejection. That's like what the umps have to do. And so here's what I imagine played out. I think what happened was the ump said, "Hey, like yeah, we get it. Trash talk's okay. Like keep it chill. Like this is an official like bench warning, you know, for both dugouts," and the ump try to try to try to be cool but canaryl kind of like taking a half step back towards the field and saying something else somehow crossed the threshold of like this is not trash talk coming off the field this is like somewhat becoming a little bit of an aggressor in this situation like we can't let this get out of control one thing i do appreciate about the ump is they came together and ejected him it wasn't like you know like a. Hey you in emotion,
1: like, just yeah, <laughs> like
0: seven steps, arm thrown into the air, you know, like ump show 101. Like it wasn't that. So like this was like a calculated decision done via discussion, which like I wish more ump decisions that of this magnitude were made that way, because at least then, like, you know, the ump, this is like, hey, like this is what he said or this is what he did. Like, I think this technically you know was against what we just warned them about i think we have to eject him and i think the umps hands were tied i I think that's kind of the situation like if you were to ask the ump said like this is literally the rules and like our job is to uphold the rules and so we're upholding the rules so i'm going to say yes he deserved to be ejected for those reasons but i don't think he should have been ejected.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah according to the segment john says yes but according to john's real life john says no
0: (laughs) yeah i think um yeah, I think the I, rules should be changed. I don't I think, think the, the rules should be changed. I think there's something wrong. I don't think people. ejections. Mike, or, pointed I don't think. Out, yeah, runes pointed out how we have double the ejections this year as we did last year. Like something in the way that games have been umped has changed because I don't think kids have gotten like twice as bad as they were last year. Like right. that, that that didn't happen. Like I don't know. Like so like something we need to revisit this. Like I I do think there could be like a like something like. Maybe, the, like, the official warning needs to be, like, a different process. Like, maybe we shouldn't be able to warn benches. Like, maybe it should be, like, a player thing. Because, like, if, like, you know, two bench players on the end start, like, mouthing off and, like, the whole bench gets worn for, like, guys who aren't even in the game, like... That doesn't seem fair. Like, you know, like, like maybe there's like, we should get rid of that ability to just warn the whole benches. It should have to be like individuals, maybe like kind of like you do in college football, like how they kind of tweaked some of these ejection rules in college football with like, two penalties and like college football like maybe that's a whole other can of worms people don't love college football ejection rules but I think generally having them be reviewable like there's been movement in the right direction with college football before like a kid gets ejected from a game so like I I think there needs to be some more room for ump discretion then at the very least or like hey like yeah like in 13 innings maybe it's like when you go to overtime you get an extra timeout or whatever like when you go to overtime you get an extra uh, unsportsmanlike conduct warning
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can say one extra swear word if you want. Just yeah. Yeah. To your point I,
0: about like maybe like a slur was said or something, I would be shocked, not because I was there, but like because like I think if something really bad had happened, the ump would have just thrown him out right away. Like that's true. Yeah. That's I, I think fun. the ump would like if he has like been like, 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 you know, like, <laughs> inventing new curse words and like, you know, like really go on after someone, I think the ump like, the ump would have been like, no, like you're done. <laughs> so like I feel like it probably was more run of the mill trash dog
1: yeah I, th- I think you're probably right i think the other the other system that's like it is is soccer with the single yellow card for one player and then another one and you're out or a red yeah, card you can't yellow card out. a whole
0: bench right in soccer yeah yeah
1: right I, I don't think so i mean you could do it a bunch of times but it's not like a, a blanket like hey just call yeah. cool it everybody <laughs> you can't do that i don't think
0: yeah we do need, I like that. Let's do a card system. It always is very theatrical when uh, an or a ref and soccer walks over to a, a grown man and shows him a little card. <laughs> shows him a little yellow card from his pocket. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> And then writes on a notepad <laughs> or whatever he does. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap that conversation up. I don't think we have anything else productive we can do before we do our final segment, which is 10 picks in five minutes, shortened down to super regional format. So eight picks in four minutes. We've given each other the toughest super regionals to pick. So in this case, we actually are going to go through all eight super regionals, but we have gone back and forth and gone in the order of what we think are the toughest to pick. We're going to try to pick the winner just straight up. This is just series. We're back to weekend series. This is just baseball. It is. This is double elimination. Weird uh, 14 team regional style. It is still double elimination. Technically, it's two out of three game series. But That's true. <laughs> uh, you were the first to give me a series. So I'm going to start the clock and let's do this.
1: Yeah, you can take one. Well, I thought it was a tough one. Oral Roberts at Oregon.
0: Yeah, this one is quite odd. So I took a few different strategies for this. One, postseason predictor likes Oral Roberts by quite a bit because Oral Roberts is really good statistically. Two, mm. I really like Oral Roberts quite a bit because they looked really good in the Stillwater Regional. Yeah. Uh, three, though, a uh, counter to this, Oregon did just win the Pac-12 tournament and did just win the... the um, Win a regional in quite convincing fashion. So um that's tough. This one's at Oregon. I am going ORU. For the record, Vegas also has Oregon as the favorite in this one. So I'm going against Vegas. So I don't know if I love that, but I'm going ORU. <laughs> Handing it off to you, Tennessee at Southern Miss.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one. I see in your little secret, top secret picks for Kyle, you have Southern Miss, but.
0: We basically, like, I'm going we're with... going, like, opposite on these, like, the, these coin flip yeah. series. We're doing the opposite picks right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going Tennessee in this one. I I think, for me, the biggest thing, of like, seeing Tennessee win a series on the road to end the regular season, they won that series at South Carolina, who also was limping into the postseason, that's fine, but they went to, like, to someone else's house and won three games, like, in a good enough fashion for me with, like, pitching back to what, what I would expect. They, like, shut down charlotte uh, andrew Lindsay looked Dude, really of those good. were <laughs> neutral site games though i i said they went to someone else's house that,
0: <laughs> they won that one is, really different. epic game on the road to neutral site i sorry you're way yeah. out of time but keep going <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and i think chase burns looked really good six innings out of the bullpen uh on sunday drew bean also looks really good two run runs over six innings i i think i'm going to tennessee i know tanner hall looks really good i think he's gonna be tired team I of destiny like scott barry's
0: retiring they're getting him to Oval i know. one time as a head coach
1: <laughs> i feel like i want to change my pick but i'm not i'm sticking with it you can take uh, another tough one indiana state at tcu
0: yeah not in tarot this one's in fort worth which um i don't think there's any fun hashtag for fort worth how right? town funky
1: town yeah funky
0: town. Uh, i'm going with the horn frogs home team uh this is this one's really tough. I mean, TCU, a little bit of a hotness factor. Uh, Terre Haute Regional played out really well for Indiana State. Indiana State showed that they can play on the road throughout the season. They were one of the most successful teams in the year on the road. So I think this is going to be a really competitive regional. However, I do think the weirdness of having to go on the road is kind of maybe going to get in their heads a little bit. Indiana State hasn't played a road series against a team as good as TCU this year. I think they're 2-9 and versus the top 50 showed, so I'm going TCU with this one. And letting you pick the uh, Omaha regular matchup, it feels like, Texas and Stanford. Yeah,
1: Yeah, Texas has been two years in a row, and so has Stanford. Maybe it was Texas three years in a row, Stanford two. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, they've both been there for quite a while. It's a really fun one, like you said, on uh, the last podcast. Uh, kind of a rivalry series, like regularly scheduled, just like a fun little uh, Texas and West Coast. I'm yeah. going with the home team here. Stanford showed me on on Sunday and Monday night that they just they are hard to eliminate and obviously, I, I mean, they've won a lot of elimination games the last few years, but their offense is just too good with Tommy Troy, with Braden Montgomery and they have Quinn Matthews back him up on pitching. I I just, I really like, and like Eddie Park Eddie Park is he's so hard to get out. Such <laughs> a good plate setter. Like one of the
0: best leadoff guys in the country that no one talks about.
1: I know he's, he's, he's so fast. And like the slap buns, I think he bunts or hits from the left side. And he's just so good. Fun I, fact
0: about the, this series is that uh, Stanford was the only regional host that had a team that had gone to Omaha where, sorry, only regional oh, yeah. host that they're yeah. sorry, only regional where two teams have gone to Omaha last year. So that was Stanford and AM. And this is the only super regional matchup where both teams went to Omaha last year. Stanford and huh. Texas. So if Stanford That's wins cool. this, they would have really earned their way to Omaha.
1: That's true. That's for sure. Uh yeah, I, I'm going with Stanford in this one. it's it's a it's a tough one, though. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas won. Uh next up for you, South Carolina at Florida.
0: It feels weird to feel how confident I am in Florida to win this after they snuck out of the losers bracket uh, and also so they suck out of losers bracket in their own home regional south carolina just dominated the columbia regional and south carolina swept florida (laughs) earlier this year so i feel odd being quite confident that florida is going to win this one i think the big difference here is at florida that's the earlier series this year was uh, at south carolina and then florida's been pitching better uh, with caglione and neely and they've kind of figured out their their path forward. So give me the fighting golden spikes, Cags to win this one. You get Duke at West Virginia. Or sorry, Duke at regular Virginia.
1: Regular Virginia. <laughs> yeah. That's what they uh, call
0: it, right? It's Western regular.
1: <laughs> right. And South Virginia is, is North Carolina. Exactly. um I'm going with Virginia here. I don't love it. I, I think that I do like Duke's pitching staff. Their bullpen is amazing. I've already touched on this. But Virginia was a like was a really really good team in the middle of the year, and then also like crapped the bed like towards the end of the year, and like, it it seemed like it they were turning the wrong direction. four out five
0: series at one point.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were turning definitely the wrong direction, and and got a top eight seed in the host. Like won their division? Nope, didn't win their division. I don't know, but they they've looked really good recently. I I think I think I'm going to go with the hot Virginia team, who's got a lot of talent. It's, it feels easier. Uh, Next up for you, last up for you, Kentucky at LSU.
0: Give me the, I guess, the fighting golden spikes times two. Paul Skeen's (laughs) still in cruise. I'm taking LSU in this series. Uh, I think LSU, I, I love the chatter around LSU throughout this year. It was super team to incredibly disappointing fire Jay Johnson to, oh, yeah, they actually looked pretty good again in the Baton Rouge regional. And look, here they are hosting a super regional again. Um, and like this team feels destined for Omaha. Their their pitching, I think, is just good enough. Thatcher Heard had like an okay outing in the regional. Uh, I mean, Ty Floyd, I think, also had an okay outing. Paul Schemes had a nine and incomplete game. Like that that'll play. Uh so I think that the pitching, good. The offense, still incredible. Defense, good. That feels like enough to beat Kentucky, which has struggled uh against top tier opponents all right you get alabama at wake forest
1: yeah i, I was debating on the last two picks like when i was when we were going like going through these like do i want to give like ride the curse of the number 1 seed i think i think i'm going to stick with wake forest here they, they feel so me.
0: destined to win the college world series that you know they can but <laughs> i know they're not going to i just don't
1: know how they're going to lose like they <laughs> They, I think there's like a 47 run differential in the whole weekend, they just dominated everyone. And Rhett Lauder looked, quote, terrible with his two earned runs and over yeah. six innings and 11 strikeouts. Like, that, that's not regular for him, but they just they're really good. I, I, it feels tough to pick this because Bama's pitching staff is also really good. They're seventh in the country in ERA and uh, 18th in the country in, in FIP, but Wake is number one in all of them, so I, I don't know what. I don't know what to do. The stats tell me to go with Wake. So I'm going with Wake.
0: All righty. So I'm taking ORU on the road, TCU, Florida, and LSU at home. Who you got, Kyle?
1: I've got Tennessee, Stanford, UVA, and Wake. But I'm also in your picks. I'm picking Oregon, Indiana State, and then the same last two. So I, I swapped your first two. Yeah,
0: I'm swapping your first two. Time. I'm taking Southern Miss at home, and I'm taking Texas on the road. I think Texas has hit their final form. Pitching's looking too good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I'm iffy about it, but what's done is done. It's
0: in writing. It's in the spreadsheet. It's in writing. And we, as we all know, the online spreadsheets are uh, uneditable. You all right, Kyle. The spreadsheet. Let's wrap it up there. One last thing we have the postseason dashboard updated. And Kyle, it's the best of both worlds. It's my efforts to making a postseason predictor and making it look pretty, plus your efforts to pull up all the detailed stats in one, each of the uh, each of the super regional teams, you can expand them to see all of Kyle's advanced stats, offense, pitching, defense for all of them. CollegeBaseball.info slash dashboard. It should be a great resource for you for all of your baseball watching pleasures. Thanks for listening to the College Baseball Nation podcast. Check out our website, CollegeBaseball.info, our socials at collegeballnat and have a great super regional weekend.